Hey, welcome back to Time Machine Talk Show for episode four. Uh, I'm Ruben. I'm the host. Time Machine Talk Show is a show where every episode I bring in comedians, improvisers, podcasters, whoever, uh, and I interview them. But I don't interview them as themselves. I interview them as a famous historical figure. The kicker is they don't know who they're going to play until I introduce them. Uh, so it gets bizarre. It gets weird. Uh, it gets, I wouldn't say offensive on like directly offensive uh like always parody 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 please don't sue me uh first up uh on the episode this is just a really cool episode for me this is i got to work with some people that i've always really wanted to work with uh first up uh i don't want to say who he's playing you'll find out but adler five from hey riddle riddle hello from the magic tavern uh he's on this episode he is amazing super cool guy to work with super cool guy in general uh and second uh, on the show is Ed Larson. Ed Larson is from Roundtable of Gentlemen, Thick Skin with Jeff Ross, The Brighter Side, uh, a whole bunch of podcasts. He's also a comic, and he has a documentary called How America Killed My Mother, which is coming out, which I greatly suggest that you look the trailer up to that. It looks amazing. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoy this one. It It gets weird, but this is probably... I mean, they're all my favorites, but this one was definitely super fun to do. All right, thanks. Time Machine Talk Show. Uh, time Machine Talk Show is where I do a podcast in my garage, uh, and I use a time machine I made out of old freezer parts and an old cash register, and I bring famous people from past, present, and future, uh, and I sit with them, and I talk with them about what life was like or what it's going to be like, uh, and I'm very excited uh, for this episode because I have one of my favorite uh, musicians of all time. I can't believe I got him, you guys. Please welcome uh, John Lennon. I'm, I'm just so excited John Lennon is here. Yes, hello. <laughs> hi, hi, John. How are you? Oh, how is anyone ever? You know, uh, uh, the world is just not peace, you know? Yeah, no, I get that, man. Can you imagine a world of peace? I can't. Floating in Mother Nature's embryo. What was that? What was that line there? Oh, the, my first draft was imagine there's potatoes. Yeah, I mean, just try to feed the world. Yeah, well, I yeah, fair enough, I guess. I um, I mean, John, you were you were one of the most influential musicians of all time, and, yes. and I well, you of course you know that. What would you say your favorite song that you ever wrote was? Well, this might be controversial, but I actually wrote Octopus's Garden. Yeah, but I I fell too deep in love with it, so I gave it to Ringo. What what would you say? What really like stood out to you in Octopus's Garden? It's a it's a, a, a you know a, it's not dystopian. It's a topian world under the sea, uh, based on Atlantis and uh, you know the Poseidon's kingdom. And I thought, what a, if we could all just live underwater? What a wonderful world that would be. So, you say you know Atlantis and, and Poseidon. What what are your thoughts on the yes. theory of Atlantis? Theory, it exists, my man. It's it's under the sea. It's it's it resides beneath the Atlantic Ocean, just off the coast of New York. 
Have you been there? Yes. What? I've gone many th- during during my sex with Yoko. My mind would go to Atlantis while my body stayed in in sexual heaven. I mean, I guess that's fair. What um Liverpool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just trying to find my voice here. <laughs> Just trying to Li- li- Liverpool. I know the time machine does mess up a lot of vocal cords. I was thrown when you <laughs> when you said my name. I was thrown, and I'm trying to to undiscombobulate myself. Trying to combobulate. Trying to combobulate does sound like a Beatles song. Try to combobulate. I wrote over five thousand songs. Which one's your favorite? Besides Octopus's Garden. Oh, Octopus's Garden. Uh, another Help was a good one. Yeah. Yes. What's your least that favorite? That was. Uh, in some ways, Help. Yeah, fair enough. I felt like the chorus was was uh, asking someone for help is what we should all be doing, but then there's other lyrics in there that I I just feel like, uh, you know, uh, weren't necessary. Like what? So so no one told you that life would be this way. Clap 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 clap. I I feel like we didn't need the claps in that. Yeah, that is well, and I do like the choruses. You know, I'll be there for you whenever you need yes. help. I'll be there for you. Help. <laughs> yeah, it's we we all should uh, you know rely on our friends. I could get by with a little help from my friends. Clap 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 clap. Clap uh... clap 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 clap. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you guys did pioneer the the clapping four times after a line of a song. That's like your whole thing. That was I did uh, uh, at Abbey Road. I did uh, three claps in a row, and then Paul said, uh, "How about a fourth? And I said, "What?" And he goes, "How about a fourth clap?" And I said, "Let's hear it." And and the, the claps were born. Liverpool. <laughs> you guys did create clapping, which is insane. We that- did, yes. Elvis created dancing and we created clapping. Because before you, when people would go and watch a concert, they were dead mm-hmm. silent. And they would maybe scream something out of like, I yes. love this. But then you the, guys showed up and yes. everyone's clapping and they're dancing. The first time we played Ed Sullivan, the only thing people did was stand up. They thought that was enough. They said, if they did a good job, we stand. And so they stood up and we, we thought, oh no, George, Paul, Ringo, we've lost them. They're getting up to go. But they just stood there. And we said, well, there's got to be a better way to express your enjoyments. So we started to clap. And clapping was born. You guys and created, clapping was born. You guys created clapping. Hey, where are you from? Liverpool. <laughs> Just making sure. Um, <laughs> what was your, where, like, you guys grew up in Liverpool. What were some of your favorite things about yes. Liverpool? Oh, uh, 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 one of our best dishes is liver, and uh, also the local pool. Yeah, fair. You get too, it gets too hot in England. You need to take a little dip in the pool. Do you do like? Is there like a like like some fancy bar uh, pools like at casinos mm. or whatever have like seaside bars? Is there yes. like a poolside liver restaurant? Yes, L and O for liver liver and onions. And they just scoop it You swim you. up and you get liver and onions, and then the pool clears out because no one wants to be in a pool with someone who just ate liver and onions. Fair. And so you have the pool to yourself. You swim around. And that, when I was swimming in the L&O, uh, famous Liverpool pool, that's where I came up with the idea for one of my uh, most famous songs. Which was? Oh, which was, uh, uh, let's think of another one here. Uh one of my favorite songs of all time off the album uh, Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine! Yeah, well, I mean, 
I do like the line in Yellow Submarine where you're like, we all live eating mm. liver and onions in the pool. Yes. And it, it, it really just resonates with people. And, you know, the yes. way that it could just keep coming back and you think about that because, like, in a way, we're all eating liver and onions in a pool. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Well, the Yellow Submarine was metaphorical. For? It, it, it was, a, it was a analogous for Banana Republics. We were trying to give a voice to those who lived inside a Banana Republic. But we couldn't come out and say it, could we? The the store would be ostracized. Yeah, you can't. We'd have to put our head in the sand like an ostrich. That's what that means. Ostracized yes. is when you you'd be the size of an ostrich, <laughs> and you just shove it in there. Yes, just shove it in. Put your head in a hole. I, ugh, the audio clip of having just shove it in there is not great, but it happens. Um, oh no! What is your I mean, you guys did so many famous concerts and shows. What yes. would you say your favorite show that you guys ever did was? Oh, I feel like one of our first trips to New York, we played Shea Stadium, and I felt like that was one of our better shows. Because what? all the New Yorkers showed up and they said, Hey, fucking forget about it. We love you. And we felt like that was, we've arrived, you know? What? We, we, we climbed up the Statue of Liberty that morning. We, we came to Ellis Island to look around, and uh, they shortened our names. I was called John Lenn. There was Ringo Starr, Paul Mook, and George Hare. I like and then we we scaled the Statue of Liberty. Did you use equipment or just freehand it? Liverpool. We freehanded it. <laughs> That's impressive. Liverpool. Yeah. Um, you're really... Hey, man, whatever works. Uh, so just you, reminded myself <laughs> of my roots. Just thinking about roots. Um, you guys have inspired so many famous bands... Yes. Throughout history, who would you say is your yes. favorite band that you feel like you inspired? The number one band that we inspired that I it's it's wonderful to take credit for and it's it's beautiful to hear what they did was the Beatles, was us. Yeah. We inspired ourselves every time we got in the studio. I remember doing the White Album. We we recorded songs while high out of our minds and we listened back and we said, Who's that band? Turn up that music. Who is that? And and George Martin said, That's you. And I couldn't wrap my head around it, Liverpool. Yeah, you, you kind of, you do these things where you go, oh my God, that was so amazing. Yeah. I, I love it, I love it. And then you're like, I want to be friends with that person. You're like, oh, that's me, I'm my own best friend, you know. Yes, yes. Everyone's got something to hide except for me and my best friend, a monkey. I was best friends with the monkeys. That song was about them. Yeah, uh, who was in the monkeys? Oh, Davy Jones and... Pete, little Petey, yeah, Bob, yeah, little Petey, yeah. Everyone's yeah. everyone's favorite yes. monkey was little Petey. Little Petey and Gretchen on drums. Well, what most people don't know is that little Petey, Bob, and Gretchen were actual monkeys. Yes, yes, bonobos. They got some bonobos and they put they put them in suits and they said, I don't know, jam around. And they the next thing you know, paperback writer. No, that was I'm you guys. A, I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm a believer. It, paperback writer is one of my favorite songs. You know that was about um, that was about John Steinbeck. Oh yeah, what's your favorite John Steinbeck book? Oh, East of Eden. <laughs> oh wow, I don't know. That seemed. I don't know what I expected you to say, but East of Eden's mm. good. Because you have to understand. You have to understand. What's your name? Reuben. Reuben, you have to understand, Reuben. When Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, they uh, compasses hadn't been born yet. That's fair. Uh, uh, Eve was born from the rib of Adam and compasses were born from their eyes. So when they first took out, they plucked out 
one of Adam's eyes and they said, what direction shall we go? And it pointed east and they said, I don't know what east is. And so they invented it east of Eden. You'd almost say compass in the eyes of Adam. Yes. That's it's enco- all encompassing. All encompassing. You could use that if you want. I don't know. Um. Thank you. How 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 selfless of you to give me my own lyrics back to me. Yeah, I just Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that you need to remind. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying what your hometown. Like a lot of people do it. Mm. They just yes. Or you could be shouting your favorite soccer or football team. Are you are Ooh. you a, are you a football fan or soccer or whatever you guys? Huge talk? football fan. Yes, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> you like them? My favorites. Oh yes. Seahawks. Are they really? play in rain or shine. Yes. Who is your favorite player on the Seahawks of all time? Little Petey. It is. People do forget that he did both. That he kind yes. of was like, I'm over yes. drums, and he was the first bonobo to play in the NFL. Yes. He tore some poor chap's face off. Yeah, bummer they had to put him down. <laughs> Someone tried to tackle him and he ripped off their face. And they were like, at first they thought it was like a face mask grab, so they flagged yeah. him. And then the monkey kind of did no, a Hannibal tore off the poor chap's face. He's like a Hannibal Lecter. Like only, like, <laughs> only, <laughs> only played one play. Yeah, and he was he was a kicker too. He shouldn't have even only played for through. one play. Yeah, he ran from the sidelines. They had him in a little cage, but they forgot to lock it. It happens to the best of us. What's the purpose of a cage if you forget to lock it, Liverpool? I, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, we all we all put things in cages and we forget to lock yes. those cages, and and yes. they, they come back and tear our metaphorical faces off. Yes, society's in a cage, and I've tried to be the key to unlock it, but some but some guy shot me. Yeah. Oh, see. So so hold on. So you know about that? You know that? I mean, I yes. did bring you back an hour ago, so you probably Googled yourself. Yes, I've been I've been tip tapping away on this little device. Yeah, I did. And I found out who shot me. Yeah. It was three men. What were they? Mark, name? Mark, David, and Chapman. Yeah. Some Chapman. I guess they don't know the third man's name. They just called him a chap or a man. Well, it was they were stacked on top of each other like three toddlers mm. in a trench coat trying to see a uh, an adult movie. Oh, good for them. Liverpool. What? I mean, you 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 have so many famous albums and, and that you guys yes. you, know, you did the the rooftop show and and the, you guys yes. have the White Album and Abbey Road. If you now had to write an album for the world, what do you think it would be called, and what do you think like some of the tracks would be titled? Mm. If I could write a, an album now, what a treat! It would be called uh, the Bouncy Ball, and it would be uh, my comeback, and it would be each track would be just titled. The, the style of music, it would be, track one would be jazz, track two would be classical, track three would be rap, and so forth and so on. Oh, rap. What, what would that, what would, just give me a taste of what you think track three would sound like. My name is John Lennon, and I'm here to say, I'm from the Beatles, like every day. Liverpool. Yeah, there it is. I was waiting for the, that's kind of like your, your call out, where, you know, like certain mm. rappers have their, like, they yes. make like a weird noise. Yours is just shouting Liverpool. I might be I might be from the sixties, but I'm still cool. Liverpool. There it is. What the Beatles broke up. What was that like? It's like any breakup. We all went over to the studio and grabbed our stuff and put it in a box and uh we turned in our keys and we we said, you know, maybe we'll get back together someday, but right now we need to see other people. Yeah, and that it was hard. It was heartbreaking, especially for Ringo. Well, he didn't really have. I mean, he's. I'll. I'll let him down easy. He still doesn't have much going on. Oh, 
terrible, terrible to hear. I mean, and a lot of people don't know this, but this you guys actually broke up at a hotel in Disney World so in Florida. Mm. Did you go to Disney World after? Did you like experience the you know? Yes, uh, we we went on uh, we went on a ride. At the time, it was it was called uh, Around the World, and we got in. Uh, Paul and I were were um, talking things over and deciding who would get royalties, and mm-hmm. we got in a little boat to go on, on the Around the World uh, uh, tour, Liverpool. And uh, as we're looking around, uh, Paul said to me, "You know the world, the the little blue marble. It's it's pretty small after all." And one of the animatronics heard him and, and started to repeat, it's a small world after all. And so you, you, a lot of people... We invented were, that you, ride. You invented that ride. When yes. A lot of people forget that the animatronics at Disney learn things from... Yes, they're receptive. They, yeah. They that, have their antenna out, always <laughs> always searching, always listening. That's why they're chained down, because they, yes. they will attack. Um, yes. I mean... The Beatles have inspired so much. One of my favorite things to come out recently, wa- recently it was yes. like 10 years ago, was the movie Across the Universe, which was a, a musical that used all your music instead of writing original music. Oh, it sounds like it was a huge success. Probably won some Oscars. It was fine. Oh. At, at the time, people liked it, and I think people kind of forget that it exists now, but mm. Eddie Izzard was cool. Oh, yes. Did you, Love Eddie Izzard. Did you guys ever... I. There might have been crossover, right? Uh, Eddie is it is known for his crossover. <laughs> Walked right into that on one. the basketball court. <laughs> oh, yep. Yes, he's a regular Jerry West. You guys, did you guys play with Eddie Izzard at all? Yes, when when we met him, he was a fan in the front row, and we invited him up on stage because we liked the cut of his jib, and we said, "What's your name, chap?" And he said, "Teddy Lizard," and I said, "Drop the T and the L," and he said, "Done." It's I'm over it. Yeah. I more meant play basketball with him, but that's good that he got to jam with you Oh, guys. yes. I dunked on him. Liverpool. Did you shout that as you dunk? Like the the arms out, legs spread, yes. Liverpool. Tomahawk, tomahawk jam, and I said Liverpool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that seems accurate. Yes. John, a lot of people are asked who their favorite Beatle is. Uh, yes. I mean, it's a very common question. You know, when you talk music, oh, who's your favorite Beatle or who's the best Beatle? Yes. Who, who is John Lennon's favorite Beatle? Favorite Beatle of all time would have to be Pete Best. <laughs> really? Yes. Like, oh, because, well, is it because he shares the name with that monkey? Yes, Little Pete. <laughs> little Pete Best, the original drummer. When we were playing the Hamburg Club, he's he's we were going by the name of uh, the, the Jamsters. And we played Hamburg, and Germany went crazy. They all stood up for us. Uh, of course, no clapping, because no it hadn't been invented yet. But they all stood. And and Pete said, doesn't that beat all? And I said, come again. And he said, doesn't that beat all? And I go, well, that's what we are. We're the beatalls. And then, of course, meet the beatalls was like uh-huh. your introduction. And yes. wasn't that you guys talking to him? Because you were like, by the way, you're out. Meet the beatalls. Yes, we said, we, we gave you the boot. And now meet who just kicked you out. Of course, but then he went on to write the the novel Dracula. That is, yeah. So he was also a paperback writer. <laughs> I mean, he could have written hardcover, I guess. No, in that in those days, we couldn't afford hardcovers. That's fair. The textiles were too expensive, so we just wrote on napkins and then stapled them together and called it paperback. See, Liverpool. <laughs> you wrote on napkins a lot. So mm, there's yes. another famous author who wrote something on a napkin. 
Uh, and she, you know, she did her own thing. We don't need to talk about her, but just like this. So this concept of writing on napkins is a very, would you say it's a British thing to write something on a napkin and that becomes this huge success? Yes, absolutely. You meet a bird in a bar and you say, uh, I need your address or your digits. And she grabs a napkin and writes it down and you say, hold on. And you scratch out the number and you say, I just thought of a song. And you never talk to her again. Yes. Lady Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Is that about mm. the Madonna or is that about a different, like, is that just the phrase? That's about Jesus's mom. Madonna? Yes. Wasn't that her name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh. Well, then, oh, I got that wrong. It happens. Joseph and Madonna, isn't that the duo? <laughs> no, it's, you know what? Yes, it's Joseph and Madonna. I... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You know, I never read the Bible except for when I was on drugs. So I can't remember. Well, there I mean, there is a very famous quote that you have is that the, yes. the Beatles are bigger than Jesus. Yes. And now, did you mean that literally or metaphorically? We meant literally. He yeah. was a carpenter. My dear chap, he was a carpenter back in, the, in forever ago. He, he was probably 5'2". In those days, people didn't grow very tall or live very long. So we're saying, you know. We're, we're, we're bigger than Jesus. He's 5'2". I'm 5'7", you know. I'm ostracized. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you are still technically a short person, but you're a taller yes. taller than little. Taller yeah. than Jesus. But nobody likes the sound of taller than Jesus. So we had to say bigger. Yeah, you also are very, like a lot of people don't know this, they also often draw you or depict you as very frail. You are uncomfortably jacked like you are very yes. like it is weird Ta yes sinewy yeah, it's weird that you don't have sleeves on because nobody ever really drew you like that but yes sun's out guns out did you write that yes you might have to talk to target because they they love that yes that was the original title of get back was sun's out guns out get back's about a bar fight <laughs> do you so it was a wait so it's about a bar fight Yes. And a pub brawl. A pub brawl, of course. Uh, and yes. Is this a bar fight that you were in? Yes. I, I was in uh, Manchester visiting my cousin. And uh, we went to the local pub. And it was, uh, uh, the name of the pub was The Dog's Grin. And I went inside and someone said, uh, a Beatles song was playing and someone said, put on some stones. And I said, uh, Mick Jagger, more like no thank you. And the guy took a swing. Got his ass. And I said, "You better." I said, "You better get back." Or and then you were like, "Suns out, guns out." And did you like rip the sleeves off, or were they already off? They were already off. Oh, that's not as. I mean, it would have been cooler if you ripped them off. But like, if I, you've got it, flaunt it. You come up with that too. Yes. John, there was a theory in the seventies. Mm -hmm. that Paul McCartney actually died and you guys replaced yes. him with a body double because there's all this weird evidence that you can find of, you know, Paul is dead and all that. What are, yes. what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on this conspiracy theory that he died? Well, I don't need to tell you my thoughts. I'll tell you the facts, man. Okay. That, and that was the title of that song, The Facts, Man, and then we <laughs> turned it into Tax Man. But what happened was there was a night where we were all, we were all sloshed and uh, uh, Ringo was feeling real sensitive, and and uh, Paul got on the drums and started banging away. And and uh, Ringo said, "I'm the best drummer in the world." And Paul said, "You're not even the best drummer in the Beatles." <laughs> and Ringo took out a gun and shot him in the face, oh right my. in the face. Wait, hold on. Yes. So he died. 
He died. So Paul McCartney is dead. Yes. So who is the current Paul McCartney? Because Paul McCartney is still alive that we thought. I mean, this is breaking news. This is going to blow up. But that we we thought Paul McCartney. So who is that that's posing as Paul McCartney? That's Ralph McCartney, his twin brother. What songs did now? Okay, so let's talk about this. So if so, if yes. Paul, when did Paul get shot in the head, and when did Ralph take over? Like, what what were some of the songs Ralph wrote? It was in the middle of Hey Jude. Just in the middle of the song. Yeah. So Paul Paul said, "I I think I've got a song. I've been tinkering around," and he started to say, "Hey Jude, Ringo shot him dead in the face, and he died." And then Ralph stepped in and said, "I'll finish it." And boom. And well, that was thankfully towards the end. So it's not like. Yes. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yes. Um, well, it wasn't towards the end. It was. Oh, it, towards the end of the Beatles. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Because yes. then after that, you were like, hey. But, but then we went back to our previous albums and started to insert little. little uh, Tidbits. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yes. I do like that you're so committed to that. It's Ralph. But you call him Paul is that you said when you guys broke up, you hung out with Paul just to kind of keep me guessing. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, I can't distinguish them anymore. They were twin brothers. So to me, Ralph will always be Paul, and Paul will always be dead. So they were all. Were they always together? Yes, practically attached at the hip. But in pictures, so there are probably early pictures of you guys where you. It's like, oh, that's definitely Paul, but it's like Ralph because he has like. A yes, we'd be, we'd be doing photo shoots, and in Leibowitz would say, "Come over, and we'll take a shot on the roof," and so. We'd all go over there, and Paul would be gone, and we'd be like, where's Paul? And be like, he's sleeping. And then Ralph would be like, I'll come do it. What did Ralph sound like? Sounded like Paul. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, there it is, Liverpool. I mean, I don't know how we didn't get to Liverpool earlier. What? I mean, that's, that. it's just, it's breaking, you know, it breaks my mind to know that Paul McCartney has been dead since, and... Yes. And Ringo was never charged for the murder of another human being? No, we, uh, any time we committed any crimes, we like to have an internal court and judgment. So the four of us would decide, you know, between the four of us what should happen. Well, but then there's only three of you because Paul McCartney's brain is... Yes. One time our tour bus uh, mowed over 40 fans who were waiting outside our hotel. We killed them all. And we had a team meeting on the back of the bus and we said, well, that's, we killed 40 people. And then George said, oh, could could have been 41. And we said, you're right, not guilty. And we let ourselves off. Do you guys Slap ha- on the wrist. Do you guys have wigs? Like the little, like, the judge wigs and maybe, like, a, a mallet? No. Nah, fair enough. I don't know why I would ask that. <laughs> what a stupid question. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. I don't that's, know. that's presentational. <laughs> why would we... Why would we be presentational with our judgment? Well, I mean, like, you could have, like, even put on, like, your Sergeant Pepper's jackets. Like, those are kind well, of... Well, that we did. That we did, of course. But you of put... course we did that. Those are those are our most spiffy jackets. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like when you agree with something that you just need to shout yes a couple of times. Yes, Liverpool. <laughs> hey, John, it's almost like... Rigatoni. <laughs> I don't know about Rigatoni. that. Rigatoni. <laughs> That's my favorite food is rigatoni. Why? It's just like the way it rolls off the tongue. I hate the taste <laughs> of it, but the name. So you, the name haunts my dreams. It's not even a food that you enjoy eating. No, I hate it, but, the, <laughs> but, but it's your just favorite food because you like rigatoni. To say, yeah, rigatoni. Yes. <laughs> Where's the best place to get rigatoni? Best place to eat rigatoni is probably Italy. Oh, I 
was I thought you were gonna say Liverpool, but yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, Italy works. Yes. Where's your favorite place besides Atlantis? But where's your favorite place you've ever traveled? Favorite place I've ever traveled? Well, uh, I have to say uh, Japan. Why? I just like the way it sounds. Japan had a terrible time there. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm starting to. If I got ask... pneumonia, got pneumonia, couldn't even play at my show. Who played but for I'd you? I love to say, oh, uh, it was uh, uh, Paul, of course. Uh, parentheses Ralph and George and Ringo, and then they got uh, a hologram. Really? Yes. In the '60s, they got a hologram. Yes. What? What kind of? I mean, how how did that work? Like, because usually a lot of it's video- all prisms. You hang ten prisms from the ceiling and you shine a light, and suddenly it looks like there's a little man of light there. But no one could tell. They all thought it was really you. Well, I'm sure they had their suspicions. Because <laughs> it probably like glitched out a couple times, or like started singing out of tune or something. Oh, it didn't sing. It just <laughs> shimmered like I- light does. <laughs> yeah. I- Again, I guess I, I guess I used the term hologram. I don't know what it means. I just saw it pop up in an advertisement here on on this uh, laptop. Yeah, I did. I did let you have my computer for a little bit. Uh, yes. Uh, you Googled a lot. Uh, you Googled how did John Lennon die? Let's see what else you Googled. You yes. Googled how did George Harrison die? And then yes. you Googled why didn't Ringo Starr die? Which I think is interesting. Yes. <laughs> you, he should have been the first to go. <laughs> Yeah, you'd think, because he was the oldest. Yes. Zach Starsky. What's his name? (laughs) I forget. I've called him Ringo Starr for so long. But I think his last name is Starsky. Like Starsky and Hutch? Yeah, there it is. I believe his first name is Richard. Is what? Richard. Richard. That Oh, yes, that rings a bell. It ringos a bell. Ringos a bell. What? Hold on. You thought his first name was Zach? I think uh, maybe that's his son. I can't remember. His I've been dead. Yeah, that's fair. His son plays for the Who. Did you know that? Yes, and also played for, uh, with Oasis for a bit. Did he really? I think so. What do you think of Oasis, John Lennon? I think Oasis. I think when I here's my uh, thoughts and probably the facts. I think when I die, uh, you know, whenever that might be, I think I'm reincarnated as as Liam Gallagher, even what? though he was born before I die. <laughs> My spirit went into his heart. So you like Liam more than you like Noel, or the other one, Noel? What's the other one's name? I don't know the other one's Noel. Noel, yeah. Yes. I, John, I wanted to play a game with you. I pulled up the 50 best Beatles songs ever ranked. Ooh. And I'm just going to say the name of them. I'm going to start to say the name, and you tell me the last word of the the song. Yes, of course. Uh, It's weird that this list starts on number one, but whatever. Great. A Hard Day's... Job. Hard day's job. What is a hard day's job? Probably being a janitor. That's a, that's a hard day's job. And that's what that song's about. It's about... Yes, you're trying to clean gum off of desks and kids are laughing <laughs> at you. Where were you That's there? why we wrote it. My dad was a janitor. And kids laughed at him? And kids laughed at him. And I said, I'll get back at you with my songs. And look at now, it's the number one song. Yeah, which I don't know why people... Oh, whatever. Uh, a day in the books what does that mean it means it's midnight it's time to go to bed and you say you think to yourself oh, it's been a day in the books is that a common phrase is yes that, it must be an english thing when you go to bed you say another day in the books yeah that, okay that's fair yes uh blank fields forever 
Oh, yes, that would be wheat. Wheat fields forever. Because where did you guys go where you saw wheat fields forever? We went to Cambodia, my man, and they had all this wheat. And I said, oh, how long do those wheat fields go on? And our tour guide said, uh, forever. And you were like, I have an idea. I have an idea. I'm going to lift that phrase exactly. It does It does seem like you do that a lot in your life, where somebody says something and you lifted it exactly how they said it. Or Lyrics are all around us, Ruben. Lyrics <laughs> all around us. All we have to do is grab onto them. That is, Catch a ride. <laughs> that is fair. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. But I also like that whenever you wrote a song, somebody said something dumb, and then you were like, no, 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 I have something that vaguely sounds like that, and it's better. Yes, that's why I'm a genius. Yeah, well, I mean, some people would say that you're a genius. <laughs> some few other people would say not great things about you, but it happens. Mm. It won't. Well, let, me, let me Google that one second <laughs> no, here. Don't. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> don't. No. Well. You hate to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Well, some things came out. Hey, this other one is called Norwegian Wood. The bird has blank. The bird has died. We wrote that about Paul. Oh. Because he... We used to go to Oslo, and he used to fuck everything that moved. And so we said, you have Norwegian wood. <laughs> and then the bird has died. The Be- bird has died. The bird was Paul. He was he was our sweet little bird. Now, I did hear a rumor that the original title, <laughs> the original title of that was Sex Machine is Dead, and I feel like it probably didn't translate as well to Norwegian wood. You know what I mean? No, not at all. John, recently the world has just crumbled, but a group of celebrities thought it would be a good idea to come together and sing your song, Imagine. Wow, is it like Jimmy Stewart and Clark Gable? Nope, they've been dead. Dorothy Day? (laughs) Sorry? Dorothy Day? Isn't that someone? (laughs) No, I think you're thinking Doris Day? Doris Day, Dorothy Parker, I can bind them. You know that they were they were uh, two and one. Yeah, it was like a Andy Kaufman thing where it was like one was like yeah. the Tony Clifton. Yes. You yeah. Oh, absolutely. You were around for that, right? Yeah. Yes. So celebrities <laughs> are singing a song. Yeah, and and they do it over social media, uh, mm. and it was probably all media is social. <laughs> you hear the news and it affects you. It affects all mankind. Yeah, uh, John Lennon. I realized I kind of hate you, but oh. <laughs> uh that must be a new phrase. It's like when you say something's bad, it's good. No. You know what? Yes. Yeah, sure. Let's, yeah, I love you. Um, but but they, they did this video where where it was just kind of like, they're singing Imagine, but they're not really helping. Mm. What do you what do you think about when, when somebody takes your song and kind of sings it to kind of try and bring yes. the world together, uh, but it does well, nothing? Well, actually, that's what, that's what Imagine was all about, is about inaction. Yeah, fair. My my chap, imagines all about inaction. So I remember, uh, you know, Vietnam was going on, and people said, "John, you have to do something about Vietnam." And I said, "Imagine me doing something. Imagine me writing speeches and affecting change. Imagine me going up to the president and smacking him across the gob." Who is the right? pre- who is the president? Lyndon Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> probably. And they said. They said, that all sounds good, John. You should do it. And I said, no, my chap. I just imagine it. And they were like, oh, my God, he's a genius. Yes. And then you did. A real genius. And then they they made that movie based on what I said. Real geniuses? Yes, that's based on my comment about smacking Lyndon Johnson in the gob. 
The gob would be the mouth, right? The gob would be the mouth. <laughs> yeah. And when I said smack him in the gob, there was a young author named Roald Dahl, and he said, what's that word? And I said, gob. And he said, uh, "Would stop stop that. And I said, I'm not a gob stopper. And he said, I'm going to write a book. And he wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Who's your favorite Charlie and the Chocolate Based Factory character? Based on my character? stories. Liverpool. <laughs> Who's your, oh, is that why Charlie and the Chocolate Factory takes oh, place dear, in England? Oh, your audio's gone out. Oh, no. Can you hear me? I, c- I can't hear you. <laughs> I can hear me. Hold can on. Can you hear me? Yes. Give me one oh, second. Um, let me pause it. Let me play around with system preferences. <laughs> Liverpool. I'm still coming through on my end. Tinkering, tinkering, tinkering. This is going to be good audio. Um, Here, you're back. Hey, there. Yeah. Uh, and when you said audio, you meant you turned around and just couldn't see me or hear me. You kind yes. of. Yes. Yeah, because we are in the same garage looking yes. at each other. You do yes. have. Prob- pre- We're in the same garage like Mark Marin, which I'm doing <laughs> next. I'm that, going to go on WTF. That is crazy that the only two podcasts to get you were this stupid podcast and WTF with Mark Marin. Yes, couldn't say no. Who can? Uh, who's Polly Shore could, right? Is he the one that punched Mark Marin or something? I don't know who Polly Shore is. Let me Google him. Okay. Something about buddies. And weasels. Oh, the we- he's the weasel. You are the Eggman. He is the weasel. Cuckoo Cuckoo, Biodome. John, I just want to say thank you for coming. Yes, Polly Polly Shore is what we used to call Ralph sometimes. Because he'd say, I don't know if I look enough like Paul, and I'd say, you look like Polly Shore. Polly Shore? Sure you do. And that would reaffirm him. He'd get his confidence up. That makes sense. John, I'm going to send you back to your own time now. Uh, is there oh. anything you'd like? Well, I know it. Well... I'll yes. let you go do Marin, and then you can, we'll send you back. Thank you. Yeah. Look, I understand. It's a shame, it's a shame I'm going to be shot in, outside my apartment in Central Park. Hey, I mean, you do know it happens. Maybe you could change it. Yes. I guess there's no perk to being shot in Central Park. That should be a thing, Central Perk. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, well, it is. I mean, and we know that now that you know that you did get shot in Central Park, that if you still yes. get shot in the timeline yes. that we know, that means you wanted it. Yeah, well, I've, I I imagine myself not going, uh, walking through that park, but I'm just imagining that's an action. So I still have to, f- I have to fulfill my destiny. That's fair, I guess. Yes. John, thank you so much for joining me. Thank uh, you. I have, can I ask two questions of you? Oh yeah, go for it. What do you want to know? What's a Nintendo Switch? A uh, Nintendo Switch, it's a, uh, it's like a video game console and you can play Animal Ooh. Crossing. It's mm. it's fun. It's it's like a bet. Like you, I you had Nintendo Entertainment System. It's yeah. like it's like four or five generations past that. Mm. It's pretty good. And all, my other question is: Are Dunkaroos still around? You know they're trying to come back. Oh, good. Yeah. You take <laughs> you take a little cookie and you dip it in chocolate sauce. What's to yeah. what's to hate? The worst part about that, John, is that I knew that they were coming back. Ooh, Dunkaroos. That's what I that's what I used to do on the basketball court. I'd slam da- I'd slammy jammy a tomahawk jam, and I'd say, and then I'd pull down my pants, and you'd see my underwear, and I'd be like, "These are my dunkaroos," and then but they're my underoos for when I'm dunking. <laughs> and you would do that over Eddie Izzard. Yes, at the time, Teddy Lizard. <laughs> it probably wasn't fair that he was in like high heels. Yes, but he I, he could sprint up and down court in them. Quite impressive. That I can't do much in shoes like that. That is impressive. Yes, mad respect. <laughs> Big ups. 
Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, but, well, with that, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you to Maryland and I'll let you go home. Thank you so much for joining me in my garage. Thank you. Everyone's got something to hide except for me in my garage. All right, bye, John. Goodbye, Liverpool. Let me just uh, let you out here. I could get Marin. Probably not. Anyway. Our next guest is somebody that I brought. I'm a big fan. Uh, and, and I'm so just excited to talk to him. Please give it up for filmmaker George Lucas. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you? Yes. Yes. Oh, excuse my 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 uh, my lasers behind me. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I you did have to come out. That was on when I brought you here. You're like, I'll only do the show if I have lasers. And I was like, George, it's an audio medium. And you were like, I don't lasers. Care. More yeah. of them. Yes. They're not. They're not cheap. And it is canonically that I do have rats that work the show for me. So they're they're rats working those lasers. What you do is you take some plastic, some shiny plastic, and you wrap it around the rats. Next thing you know, you got a bunch of droids. You know, so it's that easy. You just got to be creative with you. What use your surroundings? That's what I. Is that say. how you guys did Star Wars? Is most of the droids are just rats in tinfoil? Dogs. We did uh, Star Wars with dogs. But if you got rats, use rats. We used dogs. We had cats and a couple of badgers and they were unpredictable but we made them the jawas what's going on not much george i'm you know what i'm glad because most people i bring on this show i say hey i'm so excited you're here and they immediately shit on me and i'm glad that you're here you want to be here you're not upset that i took you out of time as a man who's been shit on for 30 years by everyone who loves him i will say i I refuse to do it to you i refuse uh, well, thank you, George. Thank you. Let's I create. About- I make. I make nine movies that everyone's obsessed with. That, yeah. And then what, what What? do I get? What do I get? I get, I get you suck. You make bad movies. You garbage. Oh, yeah, I make bad movies. I make bad movies. I make billions of dollars. You idiots. What do you make? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you've, and not only have you made Star Wars, but, I mean, you helped with Indiana Jones and Willow. Wrote it. Made- done. But American Graffiti, THX, a brilliant all-white sci-fi film. And now oh, I'm not sorry. saying character white. I'm saying just everything. The walls, oh. the, the, the the forks, everything white. Well, there is, I mean, your stuff is predominantly white as well. There uh, is, I mean, there's a, you know. Billy D. Williams is a close <laughs> personal friend, okay? Billy D. is a very close personal friend. Well, that's fair. Um... George, what would you say your favorite? Let's talk about your work first, then we can talk about other things. What would you say that your favorite movie that you specifically worked on was? What was something that you feel like, I did this and I'm proud of it? Phantom Menace, best movie ever made. No one understands me. Uh, It's got pod races. It's got dudes who live under the water. Uh, People are going crazy for this movie the day it comes out. A week and a half later, everyone magically hates it. You go screw George Lucas, genius. All right, I spent spent $300 million making that movie. And and you're going to sit here and you're going to tell $300 million that it's wrong? Absolutely not. I mean, some of the characters are maybe a little bit stereotypical. Like, maybe yeah. like racial. Well, you mean okay. relatable. 
You mean yeah. yeah? That's 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 what stereotypical means in Star Wars world. It's relatable. I I want you to think that oh, that could be my neighbor. Could be Jar Jar Binks. You know that could be you know that little kid who you know is he really no way that little kind eyed beautiful little boy is going to grow up to be Darth Vader. It could be any one of us. Is what we're saying. I mean, yeah, I get, and yeah, I guess you're not wrong, George. I guess that could be any one of us. Uh, I, mean, I scientifically I, explained Jedi's. Yeah, which isn't, you know, some people weren't thrilled about that. Well, they can go fuck. They want answers. You give them answers. They don't like the answers. That's the story. I don't understand when people say they don't like the movie. That's the story. That's the story that was told. That's the story you get. You don't have to, you know, I don't like every time my Nana tells me a story. It ends with her neighbor having jaundice. You know, that's not a good story, but I'm not sitting here tweeting about it, telling her that she's an idiot. Billions of dollars, $4 billion Disney bought my ideas for, and you're telling me I'm wrong. I mean, but with, with your with your story about your Nana, it would kind of be like, though, if your Nana went back and was like, actually, I'm changing the jaundice. It's going to be CGI jaundice, and it's going to look better. CGI jaundice is better <laughs> than regular jaundice. Ask anyone who's ever had jaundice. <laughs> I guess that's, I painted myself in a corner there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know what I expected. That's that all right. One. I feel like we've gotten off to an angry foot. Um, I got these days. I have nothing to be mad about. Star Wars is doing better than ever. Uh, we got lands all across the world, and yeah, you know, I was gonna say it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I I will tell you, George, that the one time that I have gone to Galaxy's Edge since everything since it happened, I did cry. Uh, to which my girlfriend responded, "Stop doing that. You're an adult." And and grown men cry. You know, that is I hate to do this, but you got to do what you did to my eight wives and that's leave them. Uh, But I wasn't ever married to any of them. That's the difference. (laughs) Well, wait, hold on. You had eight wives, but you weren't married to them. Legally, we were not married. (laughs) Um, They weren't all humans either. You know, the things you love, you know, I call. You know, Empire Strike Back was a wife that I had to leave, and someone else came in and, you know, was able to do a great job with her. And I applaud him for that. But, you know, it's some French dude. I can't remember his name. <laughs> and, and so, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You, you got to. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you talk Star Wars. I know for me, which is kind of weird, but for a lot of people, my introduction to you was American Graffiti. Great. It was me seeing this car movie and seeing Richard Dreyfus and seeing these actors that I would go on to, you know, love it. And what what is your favorite part of American Graffiti? Like, what 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 really stands out to you? Well, it's a, it's a movie. It's a it's a day in the life as a teenager. You know. Yeah. And so that's what it is. It's just giving you a slice of life. And for a lot of people, a lot of teenagers, like old Georgie here, dorks, nerds, zero friends, no cars. So what do I do? I give you friends. I give you a night on the town. And what happens? Everyone forgets about it, and then they make Daisy Confused 20 years later, and those people are geniuses. It's a copy of my movie. It's a straight copy. It's a straight copy of my movie. And they're getting away with murder 20 years later. And then guess what? They do it again 20 years after that with Can Hardly Wait. So we got the 50s, you got the 70s, you got the 90s. It's all George Lucas. Everyone's copying me. No one's giving me the credit, uh, you know, except for Disney. Thank you very much for the $4 billion. Yeah, I was going to say, you made 
a lot of money. Now, a lot of people say, oh, you know, George's original idea for the sequel trilogy, because a lot of people have pretty polarizing opinions on the sequel trilogy. What was you for, you know, for for seven, eight and nine? Yeah, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. What was your original idea for seven, eight and nine? Like, do you mind sharing that with me? Absolutely. No problem. First off, King of the Galaxies, Chewbacca. They shave him and he's he looks just like Han Solo, but a foot taller. And, okay. he, and so he's beautiful and they teach him English and he refuses to use it. And it, it's a beautiful story of a, of a dog and his crossbow. And the the people love it. And people would have loved it, and it would have been gone for it would have been going on for years. And I would have killed him in every one of the movies. Also, in every one of the movies, Chewbacca would have died and came back to life. But I mean, so would it ever have just been like? At that, I mean, after I feel like two movies, it would have been like, okay, Chewbacca. Like it's kind of like a Kenny thing. Like okay, he dies, but he's just back, and we don't need to know why. Remember when Chewbacca died? They took that idea from me in the last movie. Chewbacca died. All right. In front of all of us. We all saw the spaceship blow up. OK. Yeah. And we saw the spaceship blow up and Chewbacca's dead. Fucking millions of people across the world crying their goddamn poor eyes out. And, yeah. you know, and you know what happens? They bring it back to life. Everyone loves it. All right. You yeah. do that three times. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. And I tell you what, I don't know who they think they are with this last movie that came out. I mean, it just makes no sense as far as the timeline is concerned. It just makes zero sense. You know, like, what? Well, first of all, you just take the second movie, which is interesting. You're talking about many chlorines and, and breeding new Jedi. And, you know, this yeah. is, you know, it's very interesting stuff. And the second movie, the third movie, they get rid of all that. They get rid of all that. They fake kill Chewbacca. They take that idea from me. And then the rest of it is bupkis. We go to space hell. We go to that space hell? This makes no sense to me. There's no hell in space. Is there a space heaven? Absolutely. That's where I live. <laughs> you live in space heaven? Yeah, it's beautiful. You got to come check it out. I appreciate the invitation. No problem. Everyone's, everyone's welcome on my compound who doesn't uh, tweet nasty things at me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know if you have a Twitter, but I feel like you probably occasionally just like sit down and are like, I should Google and see what Twitter is. It's very damaging for my mental well-being, but I do it. You know, you're very curious. People talk about you, you know, and it's just like, you know, I miss when people used to just make jokes about my hair. And, yeah. you know, those were the good old days. And now and now people just, it's so mean. Everyone's so mean. You know, I, I'm out here. You know, making lifetime amount of art for people. Yeah. You know, like arguably, I hate to do this, but I put myself up there with the great artists of all time. You know, Michelangelo, uh, Beethoven, uh, they don't have the track record I have. I'll tell you that much. You know, I mean, I can't remember the last time Michelangelo put out uh, nine movies that were exactly the same. I mean,. I feel like every Ninja Turtle. I mean, it's a different Michelangelo. Yes. But every every Ninja Turtle movie is kind of the same. Absolutely. And there's got there's got to be nine. Those are great films, by the way. I love you all like the, those. Every single Ninja Turtle movie is a phenomenal film and deserves to be put on uh, a Coppola level, uh, early Coppola level uh, scale. Which one's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Raphael. He's got a bad attitude. You know, and he's got it, and yeah. he's got the tiniest weapon. You got to root for the guy with the tiniest weapon and a nasty attitude, always getting in trouble. He's their Han Solo. 
So you would say that Han Solo has the tiniest weapon? Yeah, he's got that little gun. He's got yeah, the he's got the I, tiny little gun, and you know he's a he's a he's a thief. Yeah, that's that's fair. Would you? Who is the worst Ninja Turtle? Worst Ninja Turtle? Yeah. I mean, Larry. He didn't make it. He uh, yeah. he was uh, he was the one that the ooze actually killed. And uh, so Larry is by far the worst Ninja Turtle. He's the forgotten um, is uh, what do you call it? Crib death of a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, because they were like, oh, we have four Renaissance painters, and then they were like, just name another Renaissance painter. Like, we can't do it. Yeah, Larry. Larry paints. <laughs> it's houses, yeah. but he paints. He tries his best. You know, it's not like people and clouds or nothing, but, you know, you want a blue wall, you call Larry. Yeah, good old Larry Blue Wall. That was That's what they called him. Um, George, what what is your favorite movie that you had nothing to do with, you didn't work on, but it's just something that you watch every, you know, besides Ninja Turtles, obviously, but what's something that you go back to and, and just love? Balto. Balto? Balto. I love talking dogs. I'm a big talking dog fan. Uh, it's one of the things that one of the biggest regrets of mine is there aren't enough talking dogs in Star Wars or THX. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I mean, if anything, there is like a giant dog who specifically doesn't talk. He's a space dog that everyone understands, and he kind of talks, but everyone is a special language. He understands the language, and everyone understands his language, but, yeah. you know, I, it was a choice not to give him subtitles. And, and the choice was because I would have had to give it an R rating, because he swears a lot. A lot. Yeah, yes. he probably goes pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Probably a fan of slurs, too. Oh, you have no idea. That's how they talk on his planet. <laughs> and it's like, I have a friend. It's like, well, I don't, you can't say those things anymore, Chewbacca. That's You know, and I got to say something real quick. All these suckers out here doing their uh, fan uh, novels on my characters. Uh, yeah. Someone took the liberty to blow up Chewbacca's planet and kill Chewbacca in one of these things? You can't just do that. That's not how it works. You don't take someone else's best character and then blow him up willy-nilly. It, it makes no sense. I made a space dog with a with a laser crossbow, and you fucking blow him up when he's not even paying attention? These people don't know what's going on. I was going to say, so you're talking about the, the Star Wars Legends, the old stuff that's not technically canon anymore, but... I won't even. Stuff. I won't even give it its... It's name. I won't even say its name. It's so gross to me. Okay, because I wasn't sure if you were talking legends or fan fiction, but at this point, they're the same thing because... Legends are fan fiction. It's all fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, because none of it's you. That's right. That's right. Was it penned by my $20,000 quill? No. It's you fan fiction. With the quill? How do you write? What is it? it's, a, it's the first way that people wrote. I take my big feather, I stick it in a pile of ink, and I, you know, I draw the monsters, and I, you know, and then I and I write these beautiful stories that I stole from the Japanese. I was going to say, so you, there's a lot of inspiration, specifically the Japanese, but Eastern religion, Western religion, uh, everything, you know, old sci-fi serials. What would you say your biggest inspiration is as a creator? Ah, <sighs> uh, you know. I really wish there was more to it, but I gotta say, talking dogs. Yeah, you just really yeah. I really yeah, talking dogs. Even if it's not in the scene, 
you know, it gives me inspiration. If I could just watch like a a, a, a kibble commercial, it's it like kibble, 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 kibble. It's very inspiring to me. The Jawas are based off of those. What What do you like more, the kibble dog or the bacon strips dog? A bacon strips dog is a wonderful actor. Um, but I've never seen him hold a crossbow, so I'm gonna have to give it to the kibble dog. <laughs> You've seen the kibble dog hold it. Hold on, hold on. You've seen the kibble dog hold a crossbow. You got to see the parties <laughs> on my compound. First of all, I got Caesar Milan cooking on a grill for all these dogs, and yeah. but the, what the dogs don't know is the grill's off. The grill's off because they all like raw. It's raw food is better for dogs. But you thought they think they eat like us, but they're so stupid. But you know, so we just give them the raw food off of the grill, so they think it's like us. Uh, but uh, you know, Caesar's a good friend. He's a good yeah. friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him train all my cats. You have the isn't his nickname the Dog Whisperer? Well, no, I, mean, I like to make people better. You know, I like to I like to improve people's horizons, and I like to give them challenges that they're not used to. So I make Caesar train my cats, and I make. Uh, I, I make uh, what you call Guy Fieri. I make him eat vegetables. Uh, you just make him. You just hire him to come eat vegetables. Come eat vegetables at my house, <laughs> and it's a beautiful house. You can't say no. I got I was tw- say. twenty-two pools. Twenty-two of them? Yeah, twenty-two pools. I got an underwater tennis court. Most of my house is underwater, but you know, you come, you get your scuba gears, and everything's good. Is it like a bubble under, like kind of like Jar Jar? You know, like we talk a little bit about Jar Jar, but like like his underwater yeah. city, yeah. it's like that. Misa That's like. just your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that is inspired by you, right? How you like talk to your friends is Misa this and yeah, Misa like you know, it's <laughs> why is you as a do as this and uh, you know stuff like that. You know, yeah, like stepping poop and stuff. God, mm, oh, man, I love stepping and poop. Keeps your feet fresh. You like it? Is that why you have so many dogs around? Because you're just like, I need this. Yeah, because if you're not stepping on poop, you're not keeping your feet strong. Every poop you step in makes your foot stronger. (laughs) I want to put that on a shirt. Just every poop you step in makes your foot stronger. George Lucas. That's great. And you'll owe me money if you put that on a shirt. I feel like everybody owes you money. That's goddamn right. It's goddamn. Thank you for getting on board. (laughs) Yeah. George, I love that you came in just you came in hot and I love that. But I also love that you start talking about you love the angry person with the small weapon. And it feels like you're projecting a little bit. What are you talking about? I I got barely any weapons on this on, on my property. You know, I barely I got I have lots of guards with huge weapons, you know, and I appreciate them and they are paid handsomely. But uh, as far as I see, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, you're making a tiny penis joke. Well, and, I'm not, no, I'm not making a joke. I'm just saying it's. Hey, is a guy with a big penis wouldn't have the time to write Star Wars. All right, I draw the characters. I, you know, I'm I'm writing all the dialogue. I'm directing the movies. We're doing special effects no one's ever seen. Computer graphics, Lucasfilm, Lucas Arts, Lucas Sound. You know, this is a we are. You know, you think a big dick guy gets that done? No. He's too busy fucking. He's got the, you know, he's he's got he's got his head in the dirt. All the whole world's run by tiny dicks. So so at first it sounded like you were about to say no, I have a big dick, but you're saying no, my dick is very very small. That's why I can do all this. Yeah, stuff. and I'm very proud of my very tiny expensive dick. You know, I got a I got a eight billion dollar two inch cock, and it's wonderful. It's insurance. It's insurance. Of course it's insurance. <laughs> I don't know. It's- 
I guess the word is insured, but yeah. I mean, who cares about words? Yeah, I mean, you've seen my movies. Yeah, we we yeah, make you... up whatever. You say whatever you want. Photon. Is that one of mine? That's Star, that's Star Trek. See, I don't even know. Yeah, I, think... I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's okay. Well, something that I love to, to look up, George, is I love to look up alternate castings of, of things that almost happened in movies. Like, there's a video that you can watch online of actually Kurt Russell reading Han Solo's lines. Yes. And what would you say is your favorite like casting that almost happened in anything you've worked on, whether it's Indiana Jones or Star Wars or Willow? Like, what would you say your your favorite casting or that almost happened was? Well, Lassie almost got Chewbacca, and oh. yeah, Lassie was a great actor. But you know, and it, we it, Lassie was actually cast. We had re, we written Chewbacca was originally a woman uh, for mm-hmm. Lassie, and then um, three weeks before we're shooting, hit by a truck. So we put that big goofball, uh, Peter Mayhew, and some fur, and we send him out there, and we took all the lines away, and you know, and he, and no more fetch, but you know, it still worked out, thank God. I don't want to like put anything on anybody, but do you think that like maybe Peter Mayhew was the one driving the truck? You know, he is a truck driver. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> You know, he, he was like, I want this. Hey, may him rest in peace. I'm not digging up anyone's bones to run him through the rigor. He did, if he did it, he got away with it, and God bless him. Yeah, fair enough. So Lassie, but how would Lassie, I mean, I guess, how would Lassie work a crossbow? Oh, you just glue it to it. Yeah, you just glue the crossbow to the bottom of the dog, and then um, and then you just shoot it, and, they, and then it barks, and it shoots, and it's activated. It doesn't, you know, things were different back then. It was a lot easier. Was it was a lot easier to do stuff. There's, so, there's no, uh, what do you call, uh, red tape. Yeah, you could glue stuff to animals. And we were talking about just... Coppola earlier. He chopped up that bull right in the middle of Apocalypse Now. He just, he just chopped up the bull. And and it was totally cool. People loved it. And it's still a great piece of cinema. You know, it, it's uh, arguably better back then. Well, and that's the thing is you, Coppola, Spielberg, you guys are all friends. Yeah, and Marty Scorsese and yeah. uh, what's his fucking putz who gave me the the idea for the titles. He's such a pain in my ass. Da Palma. Da Palma. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's such a pain in the balls. Always got a fucking opinion. Because <laughs> we're, we're sitting there. We're watching. I'm showing the boys because we all went to USC together. We're all friends. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm showing the boys Star Wars, the first one. And... You know, they're loving it. They're loving it. And De Palma, he's like, what the fuck's going on? Why is there this robot in the desert? I don't know shit. He's like, D- throw some words up and tell me about it. And then everyone's like, yeah, that would work. And it pissed me off for a while. But then it just turned out to be, you know, one of the staples of all of our movies. So, you know, as much as he's a pain in the balls, De Palma really got that thing done for me. I mean, yeah, it is a it is a staple because, like, all of the main title Star Wars movies have those. You know, Rogue One and Solo don't have those, but they're not the main title movies. What do you think about, like, Rogue One and Solo, which are kind of these offshoots? Rogue One, I really liked. Uh, they did mm-hmm. something that I wanted to do in all the movies that I wasn't able to do, and that's kill everybody. Uh, and, but I will take Solo. It's okay. Um... I'm glad to see Chewbacca getting more work, but on a whole, you know, I it wasn't a thousand percent sanctioned. But you know, that's what happens. That's what happens when you when you hand over your baby to the big corporate mouse. You know, they take some liberties, and you know, you get you get a solo. 
But then you also get Mandalorian, which is something I really wish that I would have came up with because it's really smart and really good. You know, it's a, yeah, you like you like that baby Yoda. Oh huh? my God, I love that little bastard. I would breastfeed him till the days until he got a, too much hair off of my nipples and he had to pull him out of his tiny teeth. Well, that's the thing is he's fifty, but he's a baby, so it's kind of perfect. Yeah, that it, just like Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, Martin Scorsese. Famously, he was a baby. Till yeah, fifty-one years Forever. old. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> he's out there. You know, that's why he couldn't join the mafia. You know, so so he made the movies about the mafia because he was a baby, uh, a big cocaine addicted baby. But uh, yeah. but you know, Kesarasara. Know, I do like that you pointed out that Baby Yoda and Martin Scorsese kind of look alike because now my brain, all I'm seeing is the Baby Yoda with those big Scorsese eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrows and like the eyeballs <laughs> themselves are huge. Uh, both of those animals, you know. And uh, luckily, though, for uh, Baby Yoda, he never had to do a kundun. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, do you think you think Baby Yoda could direct? I mean, it seems like, you know, you give him a couple of years, it seems like he could do anything. Did you see that monster that he had levitate? That was a big, yeah. that big horn monster. It was like a rhinoceros fucked a bear. That thing was amazing. And then he, he just levitated it, but then he passed out. He's a sleepy yeah, little he guy. He's a sleepy little guy. There is a very famous picture of you holding the baby Yoda like it is a real baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. What did you, what was it like to see that? Like, because we as the public don't really know what that is yet. We know it is a it seems to be a baby of Yoda species, but what was it like to see that and to have them talk to you about it? At first, I was very put off because I always liked the uh, Yoda being a mystery, and there was only mm-hmm. one other Yoda species ever presented in the Star Wars universe, and it was in uh, it was part of the Jedi Council. And so it was, you know, that was a choice that was very hard for me. And I think if I didn't make that choice, there would be no Baby Yoda. Because that was was something it took for a while for me to, like, really comprehend in my own brain. Which is, like, is Yoda an alien in space? You know, and so, like, is he, like, an alien to all of the universe? Like, is he from a different universe? Is kind of what I was thinking. And, sure. and But then another one, I was like, ah, you know what? People seem to love him. Let's give him two. And so we gave it, we gave, we put another, we put another Yoda in there, but he has a different name. I can't remember his name right now. And we never named his species or the creature, the alien that he is. But, you know, they got to come from somewhere. And maybe, Fair. maybe this other little baby Yoda is just lost. Or, you know, he could be, I'm not, I don't know what they're doing. I'm not in charge anymore. But I, but yeah. I will say it's probably just Yoda, like, reincarnated, right? Well, I mean, technically he was born before Yoda died. Well, yeah, you got to throw your soul somewhere else. I mean, Yoda's, you know, Yoda can do whatever he wants. You know, so he's like the baby had a soul, and then Yoda was like, excuse me, this is mine now. By the way, I, to a- I, I, I didn't, Yoda transgender. Wait, what? Yeah, no. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, it don't want, it wasn't very clear in the movies because he didn't have to be. But yeah, transgender. Yeah. Wow, you're pulling a real J.K. Rowling right now, where you're just like, oh, by the way, this thing, it's this mm-hmm. one. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool, huh? And it's like, yeah, yeah. J.K. J.K. Great job. J.K. Well, J.K. Just kidding. <laughs> Got her. You <laughs> got fucking, her, George. That fucking idiot with your stupid <laughs> magics. Lasers. Use the, it's space. You can do anything in space. It's, we know that there's no magic on Earth. 
Yeah, have you ever watched Harry Potter just to be like this? Sucks. I I tried watching the first three movies and I got through all of them, but I was on my phone the whole time. I just wanted, you know, why I watched them is because I wanted to go to the the I wanted to see it. And I wanted to go to the park. Universal. I wanted to go to the, the yeah. Gringotts or whatever the fuck. Because you have your park, but you wanted to go to the well, other. Well, you got to do your like, homework. Yeah, you got to know your competition. Yeah, because they were going to put that shit instead of my shit up in Disneyland. And then she was like, ah, I got to have control. And Disney's like, you go fuck. We'll go buy out George Lucas. And as as they all found out, I am for sale. Yeah, I was going to say, I I feel like any theme park could have got you had they known. Pepsi Cola, great (laughs) beverage. Yeah, it is weird that you do have a handful of products that you're showing me. Yeah, have you ever uh, Z paper towels? <laughs> Z E E paper towels. Yeah, they they clean Z up. <laughs> nice. Uh, what do you what do you sleep on? What kind of mattress do you use? Mm. We can hit that one too. I like Casper mattresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Casper. Yeah, because it's filled with a bunch of tiny friendly ghosts, and uh, so it's uh, the best way to go when you're sleeping at night. You don't want the spooky, scary ghosts. You want the tiny friendly ghosts who just give you little uh, calf massages. You know, and stuff like that. They rub your feet at night. Casper mattresses, a mattress in a box that comes straight to your house. Uh, enjoy those uh, exponentially. You are known. I mean, when people say, oh, you know, this person, this person. You and John Williams are often put together. I mean, Spielberg and John Williams, but you and John Williams, obviously. Great like, friend. There is no Great st- friend. Yeah, there's no Star Wars without you, but there's also no Star Wars without John Williams. Mm-hmm. What would you say your favorite song that he wrote for Star Wars was? Oh, there was a song that he wrote, and we had to cut it. It was because uh, it was it was uh, it was like it was called um, uh, "Hey Hey um, You Little Endorian." Uh, it goes uh, it goes Hey You Little Endorian, does your mother know you're out with a hole in your britches and your dicky sticking out? In the second verse, same as the first, a little bit louder and a little bit worse. Oh, you dirty little Endorian, does your mother know you're out with a hole in your britches and your dicky sticking out? And then there's a bunch of flute accompaniment behind it's a percussion like the like yeah. the Ewoks usually do. When would that have played? Um, that was the celebration song at the end after they uh, at the end oh, of uh, at the end of Return yeah. of the Jedi. But they decided just to go with a series of flutes and drums, which I in the end approved. You know, because uh, let's just get the movie over. You know, let's just get out yeah. of here. I do like that the song sings about Andorians, which are the Ewoks. You know, having holes in their britches, and they don't wear pants. <laughs> That's, so. a That's, a yeah, That's a big hole. That's a big hole. Yeah, it's a big hole. It's a big hole when you don't have any pants. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no. George, I just want to say thank you for coming here. Hey, um, that's what my wife says. <laughs> which one? Am I right? Oh man, uh, the hungriest. All right, <laughs> <laughs> little dirty off-color humor from George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, George. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, American graffiti. That's what I call peeing on a sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is it is weird that you have like when cops like trying to cost you you're just like I made American graffiti, idiot. And they're like, "Why doesn't he bring up Star Wars?" Yeah, Cuz I mean everyone's seen Star Wars. You got to remind people of your other good works. Yeah. We haven't talked a lot about Indiana Jones. You like Indiana Jones? I mean, he's the smartest American on earth. He's our James Bond. 
That's fair. You know, yeah. so he's he's the coolest, strapping his dude. You know what the difference between Indiana Jones and James Bond is? First of all, James Bond's got all those bells and whistles that Indy don't have. And, yeah. and yes, and they're both good with the ladies, but Indy, he's flawed. You know, he, he messes up. He, 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 like, sometimes he doesn't yeah. make the jump. Sometimes he doesn't, you know. And so Indy, is a, he's, a, he's a very special, brilliant character. And it was a way for me to kind of incorporate God with, you know, space. You know, and that was a, it was a good little connection for me when it came down to it. How? What are you talking about, how? How did that incorporate God in space, like into Indiana Jones? Have you Jones? seen all the what Indiana you... Jones movies? I mean, I saw, yeah, and the fourth one with the aliens. Yeah, the yeah. space in the last one. Yeah. And old Stevie here, he, he made sure that I, I, he, he made my vision a, a, a thing, you know, which is great. And then, you know, good old Larry Kazdan writing the shit out of it, really putting together. A, a, the Crystal Skull is by far the best Indiana Jones film. I... George, I think the fact that I have you on record saying that both uh, Phantom Menace is the best Star Absolutely. Wars. Absolutely. A thousand percent. And, Ki- and Crystal Skull is the best Indiana Jones. I bet people 2000%. are going to love this. Two thousand percent. Best film ever. I can't believe we were able to, we were able to take a man who found the Ark of the Covenant. Okay? Yeah. This is a man who found the, cool, the shit that we used to keep the Ten Commandments in. All right? The Ten Commandments, which is still, you know, better than any... Uh, Bill of Rights that I've ever seen, and so and so Fair. and so he so he's got the he's got the Ten Commandments and he's and he's taking care of, and then boom aliens, God is everywhere aliens it's not it's not just Earth it's not just Earth you know you go to your astronauts gotta believe in them too. What's the uh what's I mean they've said there's going to be an Indiana Jones five can you just tell us what he's going to be searching for in that one? Um, I think it's proper health care. Yeah, he's gonna be. It's uh right now we're looking at he's got right he's got um he's got a high deductible, and he's trying to get yeah. that deductible lowered to help him get rid of his uh, arthritis from all the whip cracks, you know. And so he's got bad arthritis and he can't really pick up the whip anymore. And you know his right now his coverage isn't so good. You know he's you know the 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 ACA isn't really doing what he wishes it would do. And so he's uh, he's gonna get some affordable health care, and it's just like a series of doctor's visits. Is Shia LaBeouf in that one? Yes, yes, yeah, oh. yeah. He at first I was like interested in if he's back. I'm kind of oh out. no, we're gonna hit him with a truck, just like Lassie. I hired <laughs> the like truck Lassie. driver who was driving that, and uh, we were Peter Mayhew. No, it was actually no uh, Sean Mayhew, his son. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's also, I mean, taller than him. So we got to get a special truck, and yeah. uh, with a with a taller cab for the for that monster <laughs> monster child that he had. George, thank you so much for joining me in my garage. Absolutely, nice garage, by the way. I am upset by the lack of lightsabers in your garage. That's I. You know what? I do have two of them, and they're just not in here. Yeah, no, 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 no. I want seven. Go back. To, Listen, I don't give a shit about this stupid-ass disease. You break into Disneyland, you go make yourself a, a proper lightsaber, all right? You go and you go to Savi's workshop, all right? And then you're going to you're gonna make yourself a lightsaber, and it's going to you, you make two because you need one for the light and you need one for the dark, all right? So you never know Fair. who's coming over. 
You know, because I've always said, you know, if like if if Darth Vader's coming over, and you show him a light, you're fucked. You know, you got to be dark that day. And so, you know, just know it's good to have both. George, thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you back to your own time now. Okay. Bye bye. Bye, George. Thank A you. A galaxy far, far away. Well, like always, that was a nightmarish fever dream that I will never be able to escape. Uh, but thank you to my guests, John Lennon and George Lucas. Uh, John Lennon, who sounds a lot like Adel Rafai of Hello from the Magic Tavern, Hey Riddle Riddle. Uh, you can follow him on uh, social medias as Adel Rafai, as well as my thanks to George Lucas, who sounds a lot like Ed Larson. You can follow him, like I said at the top of the episode. Uh, on social medias as Eddie Tunes, but as well as his podcasts, The Brighter Side and Thick Skin with Jeff Ross. And you seriously, check out that trailer for his documentary, How America Killed My Mother. Uh, as somebody who lives with someone uh, who has diabetes, it looks like a, it's going to be a really interesting look into that world and, and what that's like. Uh, but also thank you to you, the listener, for listening to this. Uh, we'll be back next time with another absolutely insane episode. Thanks. Bye.